0: Warning, Warning. incoming Incoming message, message. Synchronizing. synchronizing. Terminal Transmissions here, doing it again Coming at you, friends, Romans, cyborgs I don't really feel like I have any countrymen I got a little sci-fi with it I like it Yeah, we're doing it again So you gotta listen to us jabberjaw Talk about nonsense Episode 5 Really, we're just gonna teach you about everything cool in pop culture that you didn't already know Yeah We're gonna be like, here's this news, and here's our input on that news (laughs) Which is important to you, and that's why you're here
1: It's important to us as well
0: It is important to us because we need your approval.
1: (laughs) 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 Yes. So jumping right into Game of Thrones, spoiler alert, Game of Thrones, episode five, season six, which happens to coincide with the episodes of our podcast.
0: Take this spoiler alert seriously because Hodor died. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Which unfortunately, so normally I get to watch Game of Thrones when they come out every, every week. And I have for a very long time. I haven't missed one for a very long time. And then this time I didn't get to... I didn't get to watch it as soon as it came out because I was in New York and everyone spoiled something happened to Hodor for me because no one could stop posting the fucking...
0: Everyone was posting just thing. memes of tears And sadness and heartbreak
1: And like hold the door, door, hold the door So
0: on, I want to say it was on It was on, it was either on Sunday night or Saturday Or Monday morning uh-huh. uh, and I text Garrett And I said did you get to watch Game of Thrones And he was like no but everyone online is like Freaking out about this terrible horrible thing that happened And I said to him then It's not that terrible Like, yeah. it's, it's really just cool, it's like a cool moment in the story Yeah absolutely And then come to find out he watched it and was like yeah It wasn't that sad
1: yeah, I mean, it it was a sad moment, sure, but the people online were making it seem like I honestly, I, my mind went into way darker places, yeah, yeah it,
0: real darker places. I was
1: I was trying to extrapolate in my brain, and I wasn't trying to, but it was subconsciously happening, and I was I kept wondering, oh, what's gonna happen to him? It's gonna jump back in time, and it's gonna show him like getting like molested or something, and there's gonna be a hold the door scene. Yeah.
0: He's gonna get ARD, would which of <laughs> course stands
1: for Ramsied, <laughs> right? And so I was like. What could possibly happen? He's lived at Winterfell his entire life. What could possibly happen to him? And then of course, he got time traveled, he got time traveled and we found out where his name came from, which is really cool.
0: Yeah. And apparently uh, Martin had planned this all along. It wasn't anything that like the showrunners came up with, or even that he came up with recently. Apparently his name was intended to have that origin the entire time, which has a lot of implications for what other time travel elements he has planned in the story. Like, yeah, there, there could be things that have already happened that we just don't realize were are brand.
1: Yeah. Which is really cool. And I can't wait. And this was touched on a little bit in the books. At one point, Theon's at Winterfell after he sacks it, and and he starts becoming Reek and everything. And he is at the at the Weirwood tree, and Bran is there and starts saying Theon. And then it shows that Theon can hear that his, his name is being called. Right. And but that so, still doesn't
0: really touch on the actual, like, you can go back in time and change things.
1: Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see because, yeah, they have to do something else with it at this yeah. point. Something else is going to definitely have to happen. I've read some things online. There's some real wild theories. Yeah, people have some tinfoil hats. Yeah, some ready of to go. Some of it totally could happen. There, it's an absolute possibility that it could happen. Sure, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see. I don't know. We'll we'll see where it goes, but it does definitely have to happen yeah. again.
0: But that's a huge revelation that brand can essentially alter history. Yeah, that's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, very very crazy. So. Yeah, basically how it works is that the gods of the north are really just wargs that are using the trees through time and space. Super cool. Very, very cool. To touch on another really cool, we'll bounce around a lot right now. As you do. Uh, Another really cool religious element that George R. R. Martin came up with that I really like is a twist on baptism with the Iron Islanders. Right, with the King's Moon. Yeah, and and they do that. Anyway, not just at Kingsmooth, they they just do that. That's why they're called like the Drowned Men, and that's why they say "What is dead may never die" is that their their version of baptism, because baptism normally doesn't exist in Westeros. Right. But their version of baptism is that they drown people and then give them CPR, and that's that's their religious rite, and that's how you become you know a holy man and 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 not even just holy men, just members of their society. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I really I like that it. he, uh, you know, wh- where are my niece and nephew? Let's go murder them. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy that he he was so upfront about just killing Balon, which I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Yeah. Because that's that's definitely a departure from the books. And I feel like a lot of people would, would definitely be a little mad at him about that. Also, I'm going to touch on that. I was kind of annoyed that, for one, the King's Moot was tiny. Right. There were like seven people there. Yeah. And it was just like Joe Barnacle Shoe. Yeah. It was like less people than like a, like a high school volleyball match of people that are deciding something enormous in, in the Seven Kingdoms. Right, And in the books, there's tons and tons and tons of lords of the Iron Islands. Right. Very more, important ones. More Starks have died in the show than there were people <laughs> at the King's Moon. Yeah. Yeah, like there are tons of super cool houses of the Iron Islands. And I was like, just show us like a Harlaw. Just show us. Just like. show,
0: and they didn't even have to go into it. They could have just had banners there yeah, flying. Absolutely. And it would have taken nothing.
1: Yeah, I, I tried to pause a couple of times to see what little symbols were etched in their, in their breastplates. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell because it just it's like blur. Yeah, it's really hard to see. Right. Uh, you could tell that some of them were Krakens. But I couldn't tell, but I was like looking for scythes for the Harlaws and anything. Yeah. Anything, you know, a fish for the, for the botleys. And it was still head. a
0: really cool scene though. It was a very cool scene. I really like Yara's like speech.
1: I like I like hers. Theon killed it. I also loved Euron. I really like, uh, Aaron graduate, the damp hair. The yeah, priest. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like how, the, I like that, how they've portrayed him. He's really, really cool. Yeah, he is. Uh, and so I'm wondering what Theon and Yara are going to do now because now they have, they had a lot of ships. Yeah. They had like a fleet yeah. and they just dipped out. Yeah. And he's like, build a thousand. And I'm like, they've already got like 50. Yeah. Like, how long, how, how quickly can you build a thousand yeah. ships? That's like the entire fleet. And it's like 50. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. I mean, the at one point, like Harrenhal was built by an ironborn king. Right. So, I mean, they can, they can do stuff. They can be powerful. And they've shown that historically that they can be powerful. They, they did skip something. I don't know. Spoiler alert. I guess for like book stuff.
0: Yeah. Book spoilers. So there are, there are some people that specifically ask me like, are there like book spoilers in this episode? Like actually I've had like a couple of
1: people talk weird. about it. Yeah. So yeah. So book spoilers. So that, that scene went a little bit differently in the books and Euron produced a horn that was very obviously magical and it controls dragons is what he says it does. And it's very obviously magical. It like hurts their ears and it makes them like fall down on the ground. And he basically said that he was going to marry Daenerys, but also like he can just control her dragons. Right. And that wasn't in the show. And also I'm like, I don't know. it
0: could still be though. It, it, yeah. They could make it happen later, man. What else cool happened? Uh, there was that scene with the red priestess and Varys, which was really wild. Yeah. Out of, yeah. Out of the blue, honestly,
1: really cool. Oh, this also touches on a little bit of book spoilers. So I think what they are doing with her, so she exists in the books, but she's not. She's never like seen, or I think she's seen from afar at one point. I think if I remember correctly, I I think that Tyrion sees her from afar. But anyway, in the books, she does exist. She's like the high priestess or whatever. But I think what they're doing is they're combining two characters from the books. I think they're combining her and another red priest called, I think it's Makoro, and They left out a character in the show that's another Greyjoy, and his name is Victarion, and he's awesome. And he meets a Red Priest who is very, very good at actually predicting the future from looking in the flames, unlike Melisandre, who's awful at it. And so it looks like that Red Priestess is just a combination. So they probably wrote Victarion and Makoro out, and they just combined his role with her. And so she's going to be able to predict the future. Because she, I mean, she obviously... Had seen some stuff.
0: Right. That, She's seen some shit.
1: Yeah. Because no one knows about that. That happening to Varys. Except for like Varys and like three other people. Right. One of which is Tyrion. And so... And it was very obviously very troubling for Varys yeah. that, that she knew.
0: And that's one reason why I really liked it. Because Varys has been like a pretty integral character throughout the show but he's had really no character development at all right and that was finally like a scene like leading in towards him actually having some like importance other than just i know the stuff yeah yeah exactly basically uh, a plot device yeah and now they're like okay you're actually gonna see like an emotion in him and like character development which that's exciting
1: it's very cool very cool and we've had it a touch when he had the guy in the box and everything but yeah, now we're going to be more exploring that, which is very cool. Yeah.
0: Seeing him like shaken was really cool yeah. because he's he's been pretty like stone faced throughout the entire series. Yeah. Like he's always kind of had the upper hand against everyone pretty much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, other than that, Sansa being awesome. Man. Man that scene was one of the best scenes yeah. in like the whole series. Absolutely. Like just straight from an acting perspective. It was incredible. Yeah. Hands down Sansa's best
1: scene so far and just her whole interaction with both John with the, with the cloaks, which both looked really cool, but her entire thing with little finger, I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. Just yeah. that whole scene. She was killing it. He was killing it. And he had like four lines and he, but just the emotion on his face. Yeah. He was killing it. Still don't trust him at all. Which, at this point, you'd be really stupid to. But I love that. I love that, that, like, Sansa figured it out. Yeah. Sansa now has him dialed in, where she's like, I absolutely don't trust you.
0: I feel like she does still a little bit. Like, I don't think she has him dialed in enough. Because I think that if she did, she wouldn't have sent Brianna away. Which also sending Brienne away like two minutes after you get her is just the worst choice. Yeah. And I wonder why they
1: did that. And I'm guessing it's just so Brienne can go do cool stuff and not just be standing around.
0: Yeah, I agree. The thing is funny though is that with the rate that like the badasses have been dropping off, right? Like Brienne's quickly rising up the ranks of being like the baddest motherfucker in Westeros. For real. And. Sansa just sent her off. Yeah. She's yeah, like, eh, I got John. He's the best. He can get undead. <laughs> You're right. He's a ghost man. <laughs> he parties. He does. He parties hard. <laughs> parties he's the stunt man.
1: So yeah, so th- so Brendan, the blackfish, Brendan Tully, has recaptured River Run, which is really cool. Doesn't happen in the books. And he's forming an army in the Riverlands, which is real rad. Right after that, we saw Sansa lie to John about where she got that information. I think that it was because she didn't want to tell John that she had just sent an army away because she doesn't trust Littlefinger. I'm hoping that's the reason why she lied to him. I'm crossing my fingers. I felt like
0: it was because she didn't want John to just go chop Littlefinger's head off. Yeah. And that's, and that's definitely a
1: possibility. And that's, I I thought about those two things and I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm just really crossing my fingers that it's just that she didn't want, because John's like, where are we going to get an army? And she's like, I don't know. I just sent a huge army away. Right. So We'll see, but that was a very cool yeah. scene. When she
0: she said that line. Uh, she said, "If you didn't know, you're an idiot, and if you did know, you're my enemy." Yeah. And it only it seems like it makes sense that she should have just had Brienne just Stannis him right then. Right. But the fact that she didn't, he got a little teary eyed, and he was kind of like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm real sorry." And then she didn't kill him. Yeah. That's why it kind of made me think that that's why she lied to Jon because she still is protecting Littlefinger a little bit. Maybe, She's yeah. still a tiny little bit. Cause he is like the most manipulative character in the show.
1: That's true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Other than that, a whole bunch of character development. Well, not really character development, plot development with Bran. Oh yeah. Wild. It <laughs> got out of control real quick. Bran decided he wanted to take a field trip of the mind alone and got
0: fucked up about it. So first we got to see the children of the forest creating the white walkers, yeah. which was awesome. Yeah. Was that really scene cool. was really, really rad. Yeah. And then he got tagged. <laughs> He got, a, he got an RFID chip put in his arm <laughs> yeah. and the White Walkers just got invited in. Yeah. He, he vampired him into his home. So now he's off on his own. We saw how Hodor
1: got made. Yep. Hodor, yeah.
0: Hodor sacrificed himself. Leaf sacrificed herself. Another direwolf wolf died. Oh. Which that was more sad to me than Hodor dying. <laughs> yeah. It was another dire wolf getting they just, I, I really
1: do feel I feel like they're like we just can't really keep them in the budget. We have to have more Daenerys flying around on this dragon. Yeah. They like were, it was episodes.
0: probably honestly probably having wolf handlers right is probably a pain and then having to have them and then like CGI them to make them bigger and and more like mystical was probably expensive. Yeah, absolutely. When they weren't really adding that much to the show.
1: That's true. That's true. They're
0: kind of just like a a cool looking thing to have. Yeah. So they were like, let's just kill all of them. Yeah. And it sucks, but at least he did it like some
1: cool flying leap. Yeah, he did do it. He did a jump (laughs) and he did a leap and pound. (laughs) Yeah, that was really cool. Also, Mira killed one. But it, I don't, I don't remember it ever saying that she had obsidian. So I'm wondering
0: how that happened. So I said the very, very same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, at work the next morning, that was like one of the first things I talked about to uh-huh. someone, uh, and they'd said that the children of the forest had obsidian weapons. Oh, okay, and that we were just supposed to. Intuitively, glean that. Glean that. I, I and I said that. I was like, How did Mir kill that White Walker? That was my first, yeah, like question. And then after they said that, and I just accepted that as fact, then I was like, Well, it's kind of just thrown away. Like, they kind of just blew that off. Like, a White right. Walker walks in and she just dusts it, and then they just go past it. I'm like, Those are the big bads of the entire everything, yeah. the entire mythos. Those are the worst dudes, right? She just dusts one in a blink of an eye, but hitting in the shoulder, and then they just like, Oh, well, let's move on. Well, the, the, well, the strange part about it is, right before that happened, the ch- the child of the forest stabbed
1: it with a spear, and it oh. and it and it was fine. So, this is another thing that's kind of been brought up only a little bit, and they still don't know the implications of it. Again, I don't remember if this is book or show or both, but they talk about it being like they talk about dragon steel mm-hmm. at one point. But there's been some like theories that there's like. Ties to Valyria in that mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if they are trying to push A little bit of Credence to
0: her That, that was what I thought and that's why I said it Really? Because Jon killed one with Valyrian steel right? But what if it had nothing to do with the Valyrian steel? That's what I was thinking too. What if it was because he's a Targaryen yeah. And what if she killed, and that was exactly what I said And yeah. I, that was the whole point of why I brought it up I was like, <laughs> well how was Meera able to kill that White Walker But then this person was like, oh she had Obsidian yeah. spear and I was like, okay I, don't, I didn't see that, I don't know when they showed that Yeah, yeah like, Cause that was my thought. I was
1: like, I was like, Oh, she just happened to like grab obsidian. But that other girl, I swear to God, it
0: was the same spear or just a one just like it. And it just bounced off that dude's shoulder. I wish I could see the look I'm giving Gary right now. Cause I'm like, <laughs> that was exactly what I thought. And I got shut down by somebody. But oh no. That was what I was hoping. I
1: mean, maybe, maybe they were totally right, but we'll I have mean, to rewatch
0: it and see yeah, if it is.
1: Cause yeah, I I'm 99.9% sure. That was just a normal spear. And I feel like they're trying to give you the implication. Oh yeah. There's implications. So, yeah, we might just find out. Bran might bop back and find a twin. Man, that would be cool. So, so, the whole thing... And we've talked about this before. The whole thing of Rhaegar and Lyanna, that is so obvious that it, I almost i almost don't want it to happen. It's so obvious unless there's some cool twist. And them having twins and one being Mira would be enough of a twist on it that it would be cool for me again. But it's just so obvious that it almost seems like a red herring at this point. Yeah. So, I would love for there to be at least that twist other than that Daenerys and Jorah's scene was really cool it was
0: really good I like got like a little bit choked up honestly
1: I got more choked up about that That than about Hodor
0: me too yeah it was such a good scene like Jorah's so cool he really is yeah and he and his that actor he
1: just does such a good job of really portraying emotion of that like unrequited love and longing man he was like Tyrion Lannister was right I love you I was just like yeah he said it also, I need him. So there is a cure for that. And Princess Shireen had grayscale and she was cured. It left her with a cool looking like marks on her face. Yeah, whatever happened to her? <laughs> Sorry, dark excited. <laughs> but I need Jora to find that now. I need that yeah. to happen. And for him to just have some sweet like arm tattoo henna thing.
0: Well, you had mentioned to me earlier today that going back to the the red priest right. and Victarion, the Victarion apparently was like dying of like arm rot. And right. he got like super strength arm from a red priest. Yeah, so yeah. they, so that red priestess is in Marine right now. And they're right a hop, skip and jump from Marine. Yeah, And that's obviously where they're headed.
1: Yeah. It would so, be real
0: cool if Jorah got like super strength. That's arm. what I'm
1: hoping. I'm hoping that they just come, they just combine that in and they just do away with Victarion. I, I mean, I don't want them to do away with the Victarion, but obviously they already have. So if they combine that, that
0: super strength arm, that would be so mega cool. That would that would bump Jorah up to being like the baddest dude. Yeah. If they just give him Darth Vader arm. He if, would be he would jump up to like the baddest dude. Yeah, I need I need that to happen. Who is the baddest dude right now? Is it Dario? Probably, like, every, probably in the show. Everybody's gotten wiped out in the show so far. Like there's mm-hmm. nobody left that's like those people that are on a list of like the baddest dudes. Yeah. It's like Brienne. Grey Worm, I guess, is still pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Uh but Dario's Dario's, Dario's like, from real attached to this knife. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's also just like the coolest dude. He's definitely a lancer. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, he's definitely flying in. He's he's saying the cool lines. Okay, he crafts bits. Uh, yeah, he's I just like it. he's just like a dork, like a goofball. I, but I like just that he kills man. everybody. Yeah, I like I like that they've made him like this like deadpan snarker too, where yeah. he'll just drop like a line every once in a oh, while. Yeah. He doesn't have like the Tyrion delivery of like, I'm clever about it. He's just like, Oh no, I'll just be killing dudes.
0: Yeah. It was a really, really good episode for, for story development. Yeah. It didn't have like quite as many of the big like action scenes or like, you know, like burning down a building full of like cows or like <laughs> dragons flying in or, or whatever. But it had a lot of like character development and story Yeah. and it was really solid episode.
1: Yeah. And I was, I was also wondering as a, as a, I think it's the last thing I remember from the, from the episode, I was wondering if, so Arya got sent on that mission Right. And she purposefully had to go there and like see this parody of her dad. Yeah. That obviously was on purpose. I'm wondering if that was showing a little bit of foreshadowing that she's not over her like family's Oh, treatment. that's what
0: I felt entirely. Yeah. I felt like she's going to fuck up again. You think so? Right I, there? It, it, it seemed like it was. Like she was uh, like, and maybe that was showing that she wasn't going to. Yeah. But she definitely had like an eyebrow.
1: I think I, and I'm hoping I think it might've been showing that she will go through with it. She will kill that woman. Mm-hmm. But I think it was kind of sowing the seeds of like, you're not ready to be over this yet, but you're going to pretend really well.
0: And then that'll lead back into the storyline that Absolutely. you wanted.
1: Yeah. That she's going to go back to Westeros and, and kill, kill everybody.
0: everybody.
1: Yeah. And um, I was, and it was showing like the emotion on her face and everything. And I, it was showing that it could go one of two ways that it could just be like her, like seeing that and then getting over it but I think it was doing something else. I think it, it absolutely, I I'm hoping, but I think it was, I think it really was showing like that she still cares and that she's just going to pretend to get over it. Right. But she's absolutely not going to go. Over it. I just, I can't in any way, shape or form feel like her story arc can go that way right? where she just becomes a faceless man. The end.
0: Yeah, it won't. There's and no way that's going to happen
1: unless it's cool in some crazy way of like, okay, now the, the wise masters hired you to kill Daenerys right, right, or right. some crazy thing like that. I could see it going that like way. Like she gets so good that it's like, all right, kill Cersei. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but to me, it makes more sense as a, just as a storytelling element. Yeah,
0: it would be cooler. That's a cooler story than 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 what we yeah. like. What it might be. Right.
1: <laughs> it's like going back to Westeros and just going off, going Ronan, and just killing whomever she
0: pleases would yeah. be so cool. That scene was really good with the play. Oh yeah, um, yeah. There was a floppy wiener, <laughs> which. You gotta, you know, you gotta have the Game of Thrones floppy wiener close up. It was a full shot close up, but also, um, and I don't remember if this was like a Reddit comment or a Facebook comment, but someone told me about this the morning after the episode. Uh, A really, 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 really like awesome comment about that scene was: Arya played herself in the play. Oh, because she's always she's always like. But in the shadows, like watching everything happen to her family and not actually like being directly in it throughout the whole series. And she did that again. So she played herself in the play. Oh my God. I did not even (laughs) think about that super
1: awesome? Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't even think about that, but that's fully 100% true. Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, point to somebody.
0: Upvote. Yeah. There you go, dude. Upvotes. (laughs) Digital podcast upvotes. They count. It's the same. What's the exchange rate? I feel like 10 to one, 10 of ours to one of theirs. Yeah, it's definitely true. <laughs> yeah. I'll hunt that dude down and I'll give him an upvote. Want to jump over to this cult thing? Yeah. So while we're on TV, uh, I just read something today, actually, uh, that sounds really, really cool. So the children of Sergio Leone, who did like um, uh, Fur Fistful of Dollars and The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, uh, he's, you know, kind of like a spaghetti Western legend. Um, he has like a studio called Leone film group, which is actually run by his son and daughter. Okay. Uh, and they are doing a spaghetti Western TV series called Colt, which is actually based on an idea that he had, but it's, so it's essentially about the gun from four fistful of dollars. Okay. Um, but it's going to be six episodes or at least this is how it's going to start uh-huh. with a six episode season where each episode is based on a single shot from the gun. Oh, that's so cool. So it looks like apparently like years, years, years ago in the 80s, he had this idea, essentially just this idea for a gun that passes from owner to owner in yeah. the Wild West. And so each story that we see is one shot from that gun. Oh,
1: that's so cool. Um,
0: so, yeah, they're going to be making a series. You don't really see a lot of Western TV series anymore. Right. Really ever, honestly. Yeah. So that's cool in and of itself. But then seeing like the heirs to to <laughs> the the Leone legacy making a Western show based in their dad's universe. Right. With a really cool concept. Is super exciting to me. It, yeah, it is cool. Have they done anything else? Uh, I honestly don't know.
1: Because that's the only thing that scares me. Because it, it makes me think of two things. Frank Herbert Oof. and Tolkien. So it's like it's not always a good thing. It's not always a good the, thing,
0: but horns. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Joe Hill. Joe Hill off the chain. Yeah, Joe Hill is actually incredible. He looks like a freakish clone of Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he wasn't in the tank quite long enough. Like somebody broke the tank like a week early, and he slid out on the floor and started writing badass books. He did though.
1: Yeah, I love it. His books are incredible. His yeah. his writing style is very similar to his dad, but it's 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 just different enough. Oh man! But anyway, yeah. So we have seen we've had, I mean obviously some some people do it well. Hopefully they they can as well. So I just yeah. know of two really really bad examples.
0: Yeah, but but I mean it's exciting honestly. Like yeah, I think it's a good concept. It's good. It's a good legacy you know, obviously we haven't seen anything in that universe in right. decades and decades. Yeah. Well, I think it's just something that
1: really lends itself to that format. Yeah. I think like telling it as a, as a, as like a, a
0: small series of episodes right. of self-contained stories, I think is a fantastic idea. And it'll be really cool to see like a modernized spaghetti Western. Yeah. That's not just done by Quentin Tarantino. True. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's play on those tropes. I yeah, love man, it. Let, let us get some tropes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So th- th- I'm really excited about it and hopefully it turns out well. Absolutely.
1: So jumping over to science, gonna do it something a little bit differently this time. So instead of really like science per se, more the technology route. Recently, so we live in Austin, Texas, and recently, Uber and Lyft, the ride-sharing companies, decided to leave our city for a very stupid reason.
0: Whatever. They're debatable. Debatable. Yeah. And, and they're subjective. Yeah.
1: But they were obviously doing very well in the city. A lot of people in our city of, of roughly a million people were really depending on them. And they decided to leave because the city was deciding to throw some very odd rules at them, which neither here nor there. That's a little bit of backstory. So they have left, which has created kind of a hole uh, for the city and a great need for the city uh, in that basically, if you don't have a car, our public transit system is terrible. It's really bad. Yeah, so if you don't have a car, it's basically impossible to get around. The bus system's awful, takes forever. The train goes to like four stops. Anyway, so I wanted to talk about this. So recently, a right after Uber and Lyft left, a company called Arcade City decided that they were just going to step in and kind of do this like black market Uber, uh, under Lyft. the table. <laughs> yeah, it's totally this like let's just make it happen we have old Uber and Lyft drivers and we have people that need rides. So let's just do these transactions however we can. Right. So they've been, they've been mainly meeting through Facebook and Craigslist. And yeah, people will just post that they need rides and an Uber driver that's around that area will just hit them up in a private message, can give them proof of their like Uber and Lyft credentials and et cetera, et cetera, and make it happen. I haven't yet personally done this, but I joined the I joined the group and I absolutely will. I've had several friends, quite a few now, six or seven or eight of them that have all done it in the just a few weeks, two or three weeks that they've been working since Uber we and Lyft have left. And all of them have been, you know, really happy with it. I mean, yeah. it's basically the exact same thing. They just don't have like an app yeah. yet. But they're working on an app. They're gonna make this happen. But I just thought it was so cool. It was very like cyberpunk-esque. Right, right, right. It's just like we're just going to do it ourselves. Yeah. And I love that. I love, I love the spirit. It's of like, the it's like
0: grassroots ride sharing. Like absolutely. essentially they're, they're cutting out all the rules and reg- regulations by just making it like a driver to passenger transaction. Yeah. Like you're just finding this person and then you're just speaking to them directly and that's it. Yeah. There's no middleman. There's no like corporation running everything really. Yeah.
1: You and just it's decide. really,
0: really cool. Yeah. It's very cool. And like I said, I just like the spirit of it more than anything.
1: I haven't even needed it yet, but I absolutely will at some point. And I hope they have an app at that point and make it a lot easier than going through Facebook and everything. But yeah, I think it's so cool. I think it's, it's absolutely a great idea. Uh, when I first joined the group was just a couple of days after Uber and Lyft left. And I heard about the group and I joined it at the time. They had 3000 people, I think mm-hmm. in the, in the Facebook group. And as of today, they had 25,862. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's also not including like the people that are doing it through Craigslist as well. Right. So yeah. Yeah basically 26,000 people and counting. They're getting they're getting more every day. and It's, it's just, incredible. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. It's so cool that I, I was like, I want to talk about this more than I want to talk about
0: future tech. Right. It, it, I mean, and it is really cool because it's like the people taking the power back from yeah. the corporations. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was a really unintended side effect of this whole thing. Absolutely. But people need rides. You know, I personally haven't owned a car in a really long time. Um, I won't bore you with the math, but somewhere in the neighborhood of a decade. <laughs> And so it it doesn't directly affect me too terribly much because I don't really have a lot of places that I need rides to, but I have used Uber and Lyft numerous times over the past couple of years. And so just the fact that this popped up so quickly and it's so strong and it's such like a community based thing. Yeah. I just think it's really, really cool. Yeah. Like even if they never get an app, just the fact that this happened is cool to me. Yeah, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And I would love to see more stuff like this. And I, I like that
1: idea. Like we we've talked about it before about like three D printers. Like I remember just a couple of years back, three D printers were these insanely, insanely expensive, complex, weird things. And now, like we've made bits about it before that you can just bop on Kickstarter, and there's like 17 different three D printer models uh, up on Kickstarter right. at any given Sunday. You just and- eat this pill, and then you spit, and it just <laughs> makes a toy. <laughs> It's food. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a (laughs) Berg. So yeah, I I like that. It's kind of the same thing in in a completely different field. It's just necessity is the mother of invention. There was a need. And so, I mean, the market's there and a product stepped in to fulfill that need. It's absolutely incredible. Love it.
0: So speaking of inexpensive 3d printers, (laughs) HP or Hewlett Picard, uh, is coming out with a new 3d printer that only costs, I think it's like $120,000 or something like that. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, it costs a, a Lamborghini. Yeah. 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 Knowledge. Uh, but you know what I like more than knowledge is uh, one of these two Lamborghinis, a 3d printer that can print on like a microscopic level inside of other technology. Right. So this 3d printer can print in like, it can print print really like fine, sharp HD edges instead of like rounded or bevel edges. It can create like sharp edges. It can print with like conductive materials So you can literally just print the inside of technology, right? Like somebody can say, here's this like cell phone shell. And then this thing can just print all the internals, right? This is the future. Yeah.
1: This is the future of manufacturing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. This is where all the jobs go. (laughs) People who get mad when Garrett and I craft bits about automation and none of us having jobs. This is what you're wrong about. Yeah, absolutely. This is exactly it. When I read it, I was like, oh yeah, in five years, this is
1: going to cost like a, a penny. Oh yeah. And this is going to absolutely be, this is how, like, the PlayStation 5 is going to be made. They're just going to shit it out in one of these things. These are going to be put on a massive scale, and they're just going to make everything from now on. Yeah.
0: But it's just really cool. I mean, it's it's got a lot of advances, yeah. like, stacked up. Like, this printer is has, like, three or four different things that are, like, cutting edge. Right. But honestly, just the fact that it can print inside of another item yeah. is really, really cool right. and really, like... It is. It's the future. That's yeah. that's what it is. It's oh, the John this, Stewart method. Yeah. This 3d <laughs> printer prints out a shell for your cell phone. And then it slides down this track into this next 3d printer, which just prints all the microchips inside. Mm. Well, that, you're done later. Yeah. We What's, don't, we don't
1: need like all of th- these complex like mechanized parts to build these things in sequence and then, and then slap them together. Oh yeah. We're just going to do it in like one fell swoop and it's just
0: going to be done and it's going to be perfect every time. Cool. Yeah. Oh, and it also prints at ten times the speed of like competitive printers to this this quality. Yeah. So
1: really, the only the only thing holding it back at this point in time is its cost, and of course that's going to go down.
0: Right. Well, I have a three D printer that can print one hundred twenty (laughs) thousand dollars. So works. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I need a three D printer that can give me one hundred twenty thousand dollars for like five (laughs) dollars. Okay. Just
1: gold. Yeah. Yeah. I need. Exchange
0: rates are wild. What's the 3D printer exchange rate? It's like, yeah. One Kickstarter to 17
1: 3D printers. That sounds true. Yeah, real. So in video game news, Xbox One will be coming out with two new consoles. They're going to do the same thing that they did with the 360 in that later this year, they're going to be putting out a slimmer version that has the same hardware and specs and everything as the normal Xbox one. It's just going to be a smaller version and it's going to be less of a cost, so just more incentive to buy one for other people that aren't me. And then <laughs> and, and then next year they're going to be putting out a uh, an upgraded version of right. all the uh, And pres-
0: e- an Xbox PS4.5 <laughs> yeah. also known as the Xbox One 2. <laughs> Code name Buckle My Shoe.
1: Yeah, so they're going to be doing the same thing that PlayStation... Well, Sony hasn't confirmed that they're going to do it, but it's like 9 and 9. Yeah, they have. Have they confirmed yeah, it already? Yeah, it's, totally, oh, yeah, it's confirmed. Oh, okay, okay. I, th- I thought it was still a rumor.
0: No, they just haven't... The, the release date's not confirmed.
1: Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, so they're going to be doing the same thing. It's pretty cool. It, it's even the same. In the, it's going to be. It's going to be compatible with the Oculus Rift. So it's going to be pretty much the same thing.
0: I thought they were like working towards a deal with oculus i thought it wasn't confirmed oh oh what i read said that they were like pursuing a deal oh okay because they want it to be xbox right okay
1: i I might have messed that up i i I was reading i was skimming it and it and it said like oculus rift and i i just kind of assumed yeah yeah. i think i think they're just hoping to get that which i'm sure they will yeah so codename scorpio and that's about all the information that they have on it right now that i that i saw but it's pretty cool. I like that they're I like that they're doing it. I think it's a, I think it's a smart move, uh, especially in in competition with Sony of course, but but yeah. also I mean, I like the idea as we said before. I, I like the idea of them incrementally making a better, you know, not not having to wait like 8 years for a better console. Right.
0: And I mean, the thing is is that right now Sony is objectively and subjectively winning the air quote console war. Right. So they have to stay competitive. Yeah, they do. So I don't, I mean, coming, it's going to be like a year later. Right. You know, PS4.5 is going to come out and then six months, eight months, a year later, Xbox One, Two Buckle My Shoe is going to come out. (laughs) I don't know if that's too long of a gap for them to really like stay competitive. I'm really excited about E3 because we're going to get some bonkers stuff. Sony is killing the game right now. And so to see what they're going to do to stay on top of the console game is going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, it's very cool.
0: But yeah, it's, it's it's a smart move. And it's kind of been the, you know, the paradigm of consoles for the past 10 years to come out with like a slimmer version. Right. So to see now that they're coming out with more powerful versions of their consoles, right. I think is really cool. Yeah, it is. And and there have been rumors from inside the industry that this might be like the last generation of console because they're going to just keep upgrading them. Right. Sure. Yeah. Which originally that was
1: supposed to be what happened with the original Xbox. Right. It was supposed to be more like a computer. Yeah. You're supposed to buy it and then be able to upgrade it at later points. Right. But that obviously didn't happen. We've had two Xboxes since then. So it would be cool to see it more in, in that, in that vein. Speaking of jumping back to what you were just saying at E3, I wonder if they're going to, now that, now that VR is really going to be popping off, I wonder if they're going to come up with a new controller for VR because they're still using the old one, like the lollipop one. Right. I wonder if they're going to throw out something closer to like the Vive controllers. Yeah. Like something, something more like hip because that one's kind of old, you know, it's, yeah. it's a few years old at this point. It would be cool to see something because I love what they did between the PlayStation two and the PlayStation three with their controller. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, two and three and four. Right. right. Um, I
0: mean, every generation of dual shock to me has been upgraded to a point that was like noticeable without being like problematic.
1: Absolutely. And I agree. And it's, it's, Every time it's been very intuitive, but very obviously better. And I would like to see them do that with, with the lollipops. I think that that would be really cool. I think it would be cool. Like, you know, with, with the unveiling of their, their, or the rolling out of their, their VR tech it would be really cool for them to be like, we've got this new controller and it's very similar to the old ones, but it's like even more future Right. I think that would be cool. I would like to see that at E3 this year, but there is going to be just so many cool things rolling out anyway. I don't, yeah, I'm pumped about it. Yeah.
0: So it's cool to see. New consoles are always fun. Um, it'll be fun, you know, to to get back into the whole console argument. Yeah. With with like a new update. Yeah. We will definitely have to see. I am bummed
1: that, so we recently, we talked about this last time, we got a new router and then I found out that our router has 5g capabilities. And then I found out that the Xbox one does have five, five G capabilities, but the
0: PlayStation four doesn't. Yeah. They're going to have to have it on the 4.5 or I'm going to be angry and they're going to (laughs) care. They're not going to like me when I'm angry. I'm going to be like, you're going to talking about about it. it. I'm going to be at work. Like, man, I'm mad. I'm going to talk about it on my huge podcast, which has like tens of listeners, (laughs)
1: literally dozens of us. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Speaking of E 3 are they going to drop out some, some of that horizon game again? Uh, they
0: better i'm about ready to walk yeah (laughs) yeah i'm sure one more video game like convention where they don't show something about horizon zero dawn and i'm walking (laughs) i always like bitching about
1: games that we definitely are just gonna buy anyway oh yeah like i felt real bad about like complaining about like the one thing that pissed me off about overwatch and i'd already fucking pre-ordered it and it's like i'm
0: just like i'm totally gonna take my money elsewhere i've already pre-ordered your game. well that's the thing we have no power right Right, absolutely all we all we can do is sit on our bed and go i'm bastions op (laughs) yeah that's it that's all we can do
1: you can get on the forums and just like smash
0: your keyboard yeah no that's way too much work yeah you can get on you can
1: get on the tweets you can you can
0: fucking tweet about it i'll just talk about it on my podcast i like it i like speaking of which bastions op (laughs) we were doing one of the um i can't remember the actual name what are the escort missions called where you have to like escort like a truck payload. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing a payload mission earlier where they had a bastion set up as his turret on the payload with Uh a Reinhardt with his shield out. And we were like flipping out. Oh yeah. We were, we were, you know, when you get like real salty and you start saying that things are actually impossible, (laughs) we were like, this is actually (laughs) impossible. This is unbeatable. (laughs) God. Just get like, you should have just switched like four Farahs and just rain death. The problem is, is that it's so hard to nerf synergies. Right, right. It's so easy to nerf one character, but it's so hard to nerf synergies. Right.
1: Um, yeah, and a Bastion or a Toblerone with Reinhardt is
0: just disgusting. It's a poop mare. Yeah,
1: especially with Bastion because he can self-repair. Oh, man, what a
0: nightmare. Same well, way. I mean, Toblerone can repair the... Oh, yeah, yeah, he can, yeah. yeah. Tol- Toblerone is not an actual character in Overwatch, in case anyone was curious. It is a delicious almond-based chocolate treat, though. From Switzerland, of yeah. course. Um <laughs>
1: I love calling characters, especially in Overwatch, different names than what they're actually called. Yeah. Like my favorite But there's thing.
0: none of them that are good. <laughs> there's none of them that are as good as Toblerone. Rat
1: Toblerone. Stink Gum. We were calling Junkrat Stink Gum.
0: Yeah. Stink then, Gum. Yeah, there's a character in the Mad Max game called Stink Gum. Yeah, we were And calling... we couldn't think... For like the first like three days we were playing the beta, we couldn't remember the name Junkrat. And we just were like, Rat, Rat, Rat Sludge? The rat scum, scum Head? What is his name? <laughs> bag yeah, leg trash bag yeah we finally got it down but it yeah. took a speed as but we Tomarum. finally remembered that his name is stank gum and now
1: we're good yeah ride on i was
0: talking to aaron just ride on speaking of pokemon yeah oh yeah oh yeah pokemon go they revealed a bunch more details about the actual gameplay yeah so it is very much like a gym takeover type situation so there's there's Obviously, a huge aspect of the game is finding Pokemon, catching them, leveling them up and evolving them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there are gems in the world that you as a player can take over by beating the leader that's there. That's an actual player. Yeah, real, you're real human. And then you set up Pokemon there and other players come through and try to beat your Pokemon and take the gem <laughs> over. I'm so glad that I was right about that because I had like
1: freaked myself out into thinking that I was totally wrong about that. No, nope, you were that. 100% right. Yeah,
0: I'd watched that video and I was like, I swear he's like building a gym. Yeah. So in our upcoming video games fantasy league, you got points for predicting that that was a thing. <laughs> Excellent. But yeah. So you thing. can really, you can really deeply customize your characters. Yeah. Um, like I, clothing wise and whatnot. And everyone will see that. Like when somebody comes into your gym, they'll see your avatar exactly how you designed it. Right. Which is really cool. It's very um, cool. It is going to have microtransactions.
1: Unfortunately.
0: But hopefully it'll just be. Um, aesthetics yeah, yeah yeah. i'm really hoping if it's pokeballs
1: i'm gonna be really upset yeah that's gonna be a nightmare i do um, like it that they weren't gonna do evolutions but there was like feedback within their japanese beta and then they were like oh we got to do evolutions now right and that's that's really cool because it really is integral to the entire spirit of pokemon yeah
0: it's like um no pokeballs no evolutions <laughs> yeah uh no hats <laughs> come on yeah. hats everyone has a hat yeah every everyone in pokemon has was like come on um, but yeah, it seems really cool. Uh, I'm excited about it. You can actually team up with your friends. to so yeah. like, Take on rival gyms, which will be really cool. That's very cool. Um, I, like I said, last time I did sign up for the beta test. Yeah, I the US. As well. Yeah. So we'll see what happens to that. I and never I'm got an email fingers. back. Or no, anything. it hasn't, it hasn't rolled out yet. Uh, cool. So yeah, hopefully that'll happen. Cause that'll be exciting. Cause yeah. I will just never do anything, but walk around outside and catch poke. Real.
1: And it's also cool because you, you actually evolve by getting dupes. Of your of the same Pokemon that you have, and then it'll after X amount of dupes, you'll get an evolution, which is
0: pretty standard in in mobile games these days. Yeah, Uh, there is also apparently a Bluetooth accessory. Called yeah, I saw Pokemon that. Go Plus, but what there's no do? information. About okay, okay, yeah, I, I couldn't find any information no, either. It just exists, and yeah. it will somehow pair with your device and do something,
1: which is pretty cool. Um, but I I'm mean, it better not that, just be like a, a pedometer,
0: right? Right, oh, that wouldn't make sense because your phone has yeah. a pedometer. They're like if for the people that don't want to activate
1: their own pedometers, you can do this.
0: But like, yeah, man, I know. What, what could annoyed. that be? Like, really yeah. thinking
1: about it, maybe it'll like boost your signal to other people that are playing the game. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Yeah.
0: But it's going to be rad. I'm going to play the fuck out of it. So yeah, I don't yeah. care. I'm fired up.
1: Yeah, hopefully, be rad. hopefully
0: it really, really works out and is a cool new new entry in, into the Pokemon world. I, I, I mean, all the different Pokemon games that have come out, like um, Mystery Dungeon and mm-hmm. like Rescue Rangers. Yeah, Rescue Rangers, uh, Chippendale Pokemon <laughs> Catchers, um, were great uh pokemon snap was great oh stadium was great i wish that they made a new snap pokemon pinball was great i i I haven't really disliked like any pokemon game i never i the only one that i've never played is pinball
1: i mean it's good yeah i love pokemon snap as a kid i thought that was a fantastic idea it's the it's the it's the wildest departure of the franchise yeah absolutely but it is so absolutely good yeah just because of the experience of it each time i mean that didn't have a ton of replayability once you'd really gotten down what to do in each of the levels, but just experiencing them yeah. for the first time was absolutely fantastic. And just, there was
0: that one part where you had to like rude Rube Goldberg that primate to get Gyarados to come out of the <laughs> Yeah. There yeah. was there was some wild stuff that you'd have to read in Tips and Tricks magazine circa like nineteen ninety four. You had a Nintendo power off into the night and like, <laughs> okay, if you hit this like Charmeleon in the head with an apple, he'll fall into this volcano yeah. and then like a Charizard will come out. Oh. <laughs> Okay, that seems kind of
1: aggressive, yeah. but if you turn around three times and then hit that stalagmite and then the Zubat flies in, you have to hit that guy, and then you have to say Beetlejuice three times.
0: And then the Articuno comes out. It's like wow, that's yeah. oddly specific. Yeah, I feel like they should get a copyright infringement for the Beetlejuice thing, but well, I mean, I'll do it. I want an Articuno, I need all them legendary birds and the Ernies. Yes. Love it. I love Pokemon. I love Pokemon. I can't wait for Pokemon
1: go to come out and sun and moon. I'm really, I'm really fired up for both. So jumping over to movies on July 29th, we have a new Jason Bourne movie, which yeah. is just called Jason Bourne, which I love the series. Right. I I'm so excited about this. The trailer looks fantastic. Looks like more of the old, yeah, which it's a
0: throw back to the originals. No Hawkeye.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not mad about. I think it's absolutely going to be fantastic. Scott, basically the main characters from the other ones, plus Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Definitely not mad about that. I love Tommy Lee Jones. How old is he now? uh, Old enough to party, but. He he he...
0: almost looks older than Jeremy Renner looked in uh, Civil War.
1: (laughs) Almost. (laughs) Yeah yeah he uh yeah he almost looks worse than mark hoppus but that's not possible no nobody looks worse nobody nobody looks older than mark hoppus these days but yeah the there's not much to say about ageism mean, bit yeah but yeah jason Bourne, he's gonna be doing punch he's gonna be doing kick he's gonna be shoot and he's gonna drive car so that's
0: all oh, i yeah. need from him yeah and I'll, and then like future tech yeah i like that in the trailer they show him in like a bare knuckle boxing scene yeah. and i'm like that seems highly unfair yeah <laughs> That's like some. That's like some pool shark shit. Yeah, yeah. Where, where are the nine guys that he's gonna kill at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, all right, we got Jason Bourne in this bare knuckle boxing fight for like ten grand. Wow, I know who I'm betting on. <laughs> yeah. Does the
1: other guy? What have are the gu-
0: odds on that fight?
1: Right. Does the other guy have a gun? Still have Jason Bourne? Oh yeah. Every time. Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, also jumping over. In movies, we have The Legend of Tarzan, which I just found out about today, somehow.
0: Which is wild to me, because I swear I've jabbered out about it a few times.
1: Yeah, and this is crazy. I I swear I had not heard about this movie. It comes out July 1st, and it has Alexander Skarsgård, who's one of my favorite actors. I'd watch anything
0: with him in it. Absolutely. Even Battleship. Did you watch that? Yeah. I didn't watch that. It wasn't that that bad. Yeah. Rihanna has a a Hoods shirt on in it, which is like a hardcore band from like 2006. I like it. Yeah, so Skarsgård is in it. Margot Robbie is in it which is really cool. She's, she's
1: doing a lot prolific. Yeah. Um, Christoph Waltz, who is an absolute fantastic <laughs> Who's like the best. Yeah. He's like the best actor alive right now. So that's awesome. And then Samuel L Jackson. So it's always great. Yeah. going to be fantastic. And it, it looks really cool. I love, I love what they did with the swinging in it. Yeah, like, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, they they really went avant garde with the swinging, where he's was just like, okay, okay, he's swinging in hard. Yeah, yeah, it's not just like they didn't just throw it in as like a bit part. No, I was like, okay, they're going, they're going the more like future Tarzan, right? So they're they're gonna have him dressed up a little
0: bit, and then he's just like, oh, but I can do this too, woo! And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm buckled up, let's go. And he did have his he did have his shirt off. Yeah. The Skarsgård men like to get naked in movies. It's real.
1: I also love that they're doing just basically like an adult version of Lion King, which is to be fair, exactly what Tarzan is. Not mad about it. They're really playing up like the, like I command the jungle though. And it's, that's awesome. Yeah. Also
0: Tarzan is a good version of Tarzan. If we're going to go with Disney movie themes. Right. I like it. But yeah, really puns about that movie. Can't believe I just heard about it. July 1st. Yeah. Weird that you haven't. Um, I'm excited about it. The cast is really, really good. Um, that doesn't guarantee that the movie will be good. Right. But it seems like it's a positive step, you know? Yeah. It's, it's moving the right way. So we'll see. I'll go see it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I'd rather see it than Age of Apocalypse. Yeah? I'm just really not excited
1: about that movie. I really like the last one, though, so.
0: I did, too. But have you watched the trailers? No. That's probably why. Oh, uh, okay. But on the day that Apocalypse comes out, I'm going to see Ninja Turtles too. So <laughs> who am I? I won't stop you. I'll be right I'll be right oh, there yeah. with we'll you. Th- so. We'll get some little child thrown out for talking, <laughs> like we did at the last Ninja Turtles. Four 30-year-old men in a kid's movie getting a kid thrown out for talking. I'm not mad about That's it. That's my legacy.
1: Yeah. He should he should have learned.
0: He did learn. Oh yeah. You shut up. So sticking in movies, uh, one thing that I want to talk about is some new casting news that they've released for Thor Ragnarok. They re- revealed a bunch more characters that have been cast, uh, both the actors and actually who they're playing. Right. And it seems like it's off to a great start. Um, I'm really, really excited about it. So they had a while back they'd announced sort of that, um, Natalie Portman was not going to be in this one right? and that they had cast, uh, Tessa Thompson as sort of like the female lead. Okay. Uh, it it originally wasn't official who she was going to be playing, but a lot of people suspected that she was going to be Valkyrie. Turns out she's playing Valkyrie. That's awesome. So that's really, really, really cool. That'll be a really cool character to see in a movie. Oh Yeah. I'm really happy about that. The the thing I'm the most excited about is so Lady Sif was already getting jealous in the first two oh, movies of just like yeah. nothing. Yeah. If Valkyrie comes flying in and is just like decapitating people oh, and like yeah. flying around chopping, yeah. Sif is gonna be like, "Yo, you need to chill. <laughs> you need yeah. to back up. This is my turf. You need to back all the way up." Oh yeah. Um. And they also announced, uh, Kate Blanchett is in it. Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum is in it, and Carl Urban, uh, who was Dread, right. uh, and his Bones in the new Star Trek movies. He's yeah. Like, and I really the, like him too. I'm, I'm really excited. So all three of them are essentially playing villains. Jeff Goldblum is playing the grandmaster. Who's sort of like the, like one of the big immortal, eternal, like cosmic characters from Marvel who really is more about like using people as pawns and, and making them be involved in little games right. uh, because he's all powerful right. in the comics. At one point he did have an infinity stone. So that's very likely what we'll see. We'll see a new yeah. fin- a new, one of the ones we haven't seen yet, which I think there's still two. We haven't seen uh, will come into play in this movie almost. Certainly. Okay. Very likely one will come into play in Dr. Strange. It would make sense. Right. But, uh, so that'll be really cool to see him in that role. Jeff Goldblum is like a really cool, like powerful cosmic villain. Yeah. I think that that casting is really, really good. Yeah. Because he is a mutant. Yeah. Um, and then Kate Blanchett is playing Hela, which is Loki's daughter, who's the main villain in the Ragnarok storyline in the comics she's basically the one who's bringing about Ragn- Ragnarok and doing and causing all this. Okay. Um so it'll be really interesting to see how they put that into play in the movies of her being Loki's daughter. Uh-huh. Cuz we've seen Loki this whole time and have heard nothing about her. Right. And I mean with mythologies like that, mm-hmm. you can't really rewrite that. Right. You know what I mean? That's like you it, couldn't absolutely. you couldn't be like, "Okay, in this in the comics though, Thor is not Odin's son. He's right. just he's right. Thor Jones." <laughs> um, and then Carl Urban is playing um, Scourge the Executioner. Rad. Who is really, really, really cool. Yeah, such and a cool character. I'm thinking because they already are stacked to the ceiling with villains. Uh, because in the Ragnarok comic, he did sort of like turn turn the other cheek and sacrifice himself to stop Ragnarok. Right. Um, so I'm thinking he'll probably be a villain in the first act. Okay. As sort of like the opening, like the crossbones. Right, right. Uh, and then he'll probably turn the other cheek. He'll probably get put in like the little prison. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he'll be like, I got to like change my tune to like save the day. But picturing, like, Carl Urban as, like, Scourge with, like, a like his, like, ridiculous haircut right, and, like, right. a huge battle axe. Yeah, I'm going to need that axe, though. That's going to be so cool. I'm going to need them not pull a Game of Thrones on that axe. I'm,
1: I'm going to need to... <laughs> Give me that axe. Yeah, I'm going to need that full
0: axe Back going. that axe up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really, really excited about it. Um, they haven't confirmed or denied if the Hulk will actually be in it. Right. Mark Ruffalo is confirmed. Rad. But I mean, he could just be Bruce Banner. Right. He Um, could just be shown on like a, like a Skype for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. You, he could just at the end of the movie, after the credits, you find out that Thor was just having like a doctor session with him, like a psych, like a psychiatric evaluation with Bruce Banner. And he could be like, I'm not that kind of doctor. It'll be hilarious and worth your time. (laughs) Um, you don't sound salty about that at all. I'm not, I'm not, I'm sweet. I'm sweet AF. Um, (laughs) But I still kind of liked that, that there were some theories that it might kind of start off with like a World War Hulk or a Planet Hulk type of storyline, because mm-hmm. that would be really cool. That would be really that cool. That would make way more sense, because if I'm trying to think of a path Bruce Banner takes from the ship at the mm-hmm. end of Ultron to being anywhere near Asgard, my brain can't really rationalize it unless I'm like, oh, he flew off into space. Right. He's on some other planet. And then Thor ends up there for whatever reason, like trying to figure something out. And then he's like... Ooh! Oh, look who it is! It's your old pal Punch. Right, right. And then they team up. I'm
1: just wondering how they're gonna do. Like we had this jet, and then now it's a spacecraft.
0: He's fucking Bruce Banner. Oh yeah, that's true. That's he true. T- he just he goes in the back with a fucking an Allen wrench and twists <laughs> it a couple of times, and he goes to space. It crashes <laughs> would... in a forest. He picks. He cuts down some trees with his Hulk hands, and yeah. then he just scrapes it together, and now he's got a rocket. Yeah.
1: Okay. We need to see it happen. We need to see him science and more. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. Cause that's something that we haven't seen a, a hell of a lot of in the movies is Bruce Banner really being Bruce Banner. We, we I mean, we've seen him and he's been great. ruffalo has been fantastic in it, but we haven't seen the really sciencey sides of it.
0: But I really feel like for, for again, for it to make sense, mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to have to be perma Hulk in the movie. Yeah. I can't just, imagine. To just get the intelligence. Yeah. Going. I, I can't imagine a reason why. I mean, well, they already kind of were going that direction. Right, yeah. he was controlling that ship at the end as the Hulk.
1: Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: it really doesn't make sense for him to be there if he's not the Hulk all the time. Right. Right. And it doesn't really make sense for him to stay in the storyline if he's not the Hulk all the time. Right. Like, there's no reason for Thor to be like, "Ooh, Bruce, Bruce Banner, I need your help to stop right. Ragnarok." That's true. Unless it's the fucking Hulk, and he's like, "Oh, I need you to like punch a god's head off." Yeah. Right you know now. What I mean? Oh, I got. I'm dealing with Scourge over here. I'm gonna need you to punch his battle axe apart. Love it. Let's see it happen. But yeah. So that's, you know, that's next year. They'll probably start filming soon. It does still have all the other people. Mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston is in it. Idris is in it. Hopefully he'll have an even bigger role, which is kind of implied because in Ultron, yeah, he's like the main character in Thor's little like vision. Right. Uh. So yeah, I'm really, really, really excited about this one. Um. Yeah. I, I stand apart in that I loved the first two. I, I, I love the first two. There's a lot of people that don't like one or the other or right. both.
1: Which is crazy bonkers to me. Yeah.
0: I thought they were both great. Yeah, um, me too. They they are both definitely very different from the rest of the yes. like the, yes. the Marvel movies. But um, I feel like they need to be. Yeah, absolutely. Like Thor as a comic is yeah. very different yeah. from they, the rest they, of the They universe. are both well the, the first one especially was just a fantasy movie. Yeah. Uh, And then with the dark elves, they kind of brought in more like a weird kind of fantasy technology aspect to the second one. So it was a little bit more sci-fi, Yeah, but it's still, they're still very heavily like fantasy, like way more like beautiful films. Like they're just hitting you with like ridiculous characters and set pieces and costumes. And you're just like, Whoa, this is gorgeous. What am I seeing? Yeah. Asgard was one of the
1: most beautiful things I've ever seen in a film.
0: There's that one shot towards the very beginning in Asgard where the camera like sort of pans up over the entire right right city i guess yeah. land uh and it's incredible yeah. and then in the second one they kind of drill even further down into that when they're having like the the spaceship chase scene yeah yeah and yeah. they're going across like all the different like through, past the buildings and in these tunnels across like bridges and you see all the waterfalls and like the yeah man Need so that. i'm i'm excited and i think it'll be absolutely great
1: oh yeah yeah i'm, I'm very very fired up Over in the Kickstarter world, bunch of cool stuff today, but I wanted to talk about Nura, which is a cool concept of a headphone that'll be coming out, and it's really neat in that they're exploring a technology that's never really been explored before. So they're basically smart headphones, and what they do is they actually do readings on your actual ears, and it only takes I think it's like under a minute, like 30 seconds or something, right. and it it actually can tell how you personally hear, how your ears. Are designed because everyone's a little bit different and then
0: it actually equalizes based on those settings so it just sounds like perfect for what your ears can receive absolutely so it just like spams you with like different like waveforms and frequencies yeah and then kind of detects like how your ears read that yeah so That's yeah so, it, so
1: yeah because what it does is it sends little bits of sound and then those frequencies bounce back and so it can just somehow sonar detect how you're built and then yeah it just uh it changes it equalizes from there Uh, the only thing that i was a little weirded out about is that so they're over the ear headphones like normal which is cool i like prefer those but then they also have earbuds so you're getting the lows from the big part whoa yeah so you're getting like your highs from the earbud itself which is very very strange to me because i personally despise earbuds right i can't stand to wear them so like any anything longer than like ten or fifteen minutes and starts to like hurt. Yeah, yeah I same. hate it. So I don't I don't know how I feel about that, especially for like a four hundred dollar set of headphones. Uh, but it seems it seems really cool. I I really want to get behind this, and I think it's a really cool concept, really cool idea. I love to see innovation in this in this area. Uh, I personally love my own headphones I already have, but I'm interested. I would just love to be able to try a pair
0: out. Yeah, it does sound like a really, really cool advancement. Yeah. Um, And I feel like headphones are one of those things that you don't often hear about, like huge new technological breakthroughs or advancements. So it is really cool to see something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it'll be really interesting just trying them. Yeah. You know, just like seeing like what the actual process is and then, you know, how much of a difference you can actually hear. Yeah. So that should
1: be really neat. Yeah. And it's also really cool because like for families or, or even if like you know, like a boyfriend and girlfriend or something shared them. You can actually, it'll, it'll save the settings for multiple people. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And then it'll detect who you are. It can just do like a small reading and quickly tell who you are and switch. That's back to those so settings. cool. Yeah. So they absolutely smashed their goal. They've, they, they generated when I checked earlier, $560,000 of their $100,000 goal. And they still have 50 days left. It ends on July 14th. Wow. So that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool it's it's definitely going to be uh, an awesome thing that is i think going to change a lot of the market probably if if they really do work as well as they say they do i really think that we're going to see some more innovation in this in this field based on this technology because yeah that's that's something that's so cool that i'd never even thought about i knew that everyone you know was built a little bit differently and everyone heard a little bit differently i'd never right. even thought about something on the fly being able to detect how you hear and then changing accordingly. Well, that's awesome.
0: So another cool, uh, Kickstarter thing that I saw, um, it's another tabletop game as I tend to go for, right. uh, it's a card game, uh, that's like a competitive samurai based card combat game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very like reflex based. So the, the very, very base mechanic, uh, is essentially, uh, these cards are randomly laid out with hit locations, um, and it's based on the Kendo hit locations, so like left arm, right arm, head, right leg, left leg, torso, uh, and something else. I don't remember. Growing. Maybe jeans. Um, <laughs> Get him right in the sack. Yeah, right in the right in the Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> right in those two wards. But so essentially, you have you you can either have a, another person calling out these locations uh-huh. that are randomized, or they actually have released audio files that you can download and play them randomly. So the game will call out a hit location and then you both have to slap on the card that okay. is matching location. Sometimes the card that's called won't even be out because there's eight locations, but there's only four possibilities. Uh, out. Yeah, there's only four they cards look. out. But so like if you, if the card is called and you hit the wrong card, you mm-hmm. get a penalty. And then whoever hits the correct card first does damage to the oh, other player. Okay. okay. Um, but then you have uh, specific samurai that you can choose. Or they're they're drawn randomly, but they have different attributes and advantages. Oh, okay. There's uh, combat cards that you can get that give you different powers. It really seems really cool. Uh, really, really cool. It's called um, Keto. and I'm really, really excited about it. Like I think it, it's. It, I like reflex based games like that. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of them. Yeah. Where it's like you know the the name is called out, and then you're trying to like slap the. Slap the fire out of your friend's hand. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Lose friends, break your your kitchen table of the game. In that video,
1: they were hitting that table harder than I've ever hit anything in my life. And it was like buckling for a second. They were
0: fired up about it. Yeah, I was like, y'all are
1: not going to have that table for much longer. Um,
0: It does say that it's uh, four to, or two to eight players. So you just say so, turns? Yeah, building? I think it would probably be, like, a tournament type of thing. Nice. But, man, that, it really looks fun. I watched yeah. a few gameplay videos, uh, and it looks really, really cool. And I really like the idea that they're releasing those audio files. Yeah. Uh, so it's essentially, like, three steps. Like, it says, like, samurai ready, and then, like, something else, and then, like, says the word. Okay. So it's actually, like, you have, a, like, a little time, and you have to have your arms down at your sides, and then you just slap the table. That's awesome. Yeah. It nice. looks really cool. And, I mean, they... Uh, I think they have 22 days left and they were like $200 from their goal when I looked. Nice, nice. So they'll they'll, they'll get it. They'll yeah, smash through it. Uh, there's like 10 different samurai to choose from that all have different abilities. And it looks like fun. Yeah. So,
1: and um, I really like the art too because it's, it's the very traditional style, very simplistic, but it's yeah. still really well done. Really cool. Uh, yeah, I, li- I like everything that I saw about it. Their video was really well done. And yeah, great concept. You know, just great execution, I think. Yeah. It was fantastic game idea. Yeah, you don't really see... A lot of games with reflex, reflex based mechanics almost ever. Right. So that's really, that's really cool. And I, and I think it really fits with the themes. Absolutely. Like, I, I, think, I think that's very cool. Yeah.
0: It does look like a lot of fun. Uh, I'm curious to see them get some stretch goals. It's only like $18 to get the game. Oh, Which wow. is, la- lately I've been backing a lot of card games for that reason. Yeah. Because you can just throw like 10 to 15 bucks at it and That's get the awesome. game. Uh, what, and then, what, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, this is also one of those games that uh, when you back, you do also get a print and play copy. Oh, rad. So yeah, w- while waiting for the full game to come out, you could just print it on some card stock and, and get after it. That's well. awesome.
1: Uh, what kind of stretch
0: goals did they have? Or is it like new, like different champions you could be? Using? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like new, uh, like, you know, like more combat cards, okay. um, more... Samurai um, stuff like that, um, expansions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but it looks really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think I think one of the stretch goals was like custom dice because it does just come with regular d sixes. Oh okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm definitely going to back it again. 18 bucks. I'll I'll, yeah, I'll lose nothing. a dollar.
1: That is really cool. It's it's cool to see to see games being able to be rolled out for almost nothing. Yeah. Because I'm used to going to board game stores and it's like 80 bucks yeah. for this
0: game. I think I backed six games last month wow um and one of them was like two hundred dollars and then the rest of them were like under 30 because i backed a whole lot of little card games that are like 10 bucks yeah
1: that's that's the way to go that's
0: awesome yeah so i'm excited about it so we'll definitely have to be slapping the shit out of each other here in a little bit (laughs) should be fun (laughs) let's break a table oh yeah i'm excited i think it'll be really fun as long as you can stay chill And that gets salty as fuck. Yeah. See, that's the problem with
1: certain games is that there are certain games and game mechanics that are terrible for certain people. Yeah. And you can really quickly... Determine which of your friends would be okay to play with games like that, and and who wouldn't be. And you really have to choose which games gonna be played because a lot of those people don't realize that they're the people that are terrible about playing those games. Oh yeah. Because as soon as they start losing, they get fucking fired up about it, and they instantly don't become your friend anymore. Yeah. And it sucks. And it's like there there's some games, especially like a lot of like competitive like pirate games and space games that I I just can't play with some of my friends because it's like all right but i'm gonna take your ship over in this pirate game and you're instantly gonna hate me in real life
0: yeah my ship is your ship is now my ship <laughs> in the game forever oh well cool we're not friends anymore <laughs> yeah i better better leave about it oh yeah so yeah it sucks it sucks that some
1: people are like that but i mean it's, it's human nature i guess i so can't really do anything about it yeah so, get better friends
0: cool so i guess that's it there we go yeah episode five destroying these episodes i don't know if you guys are listening right now but we are cool we're real cool <laughs> super funny we do bits have a lot of fun look at all the fun times and all the words that we yeah. say yeah
1: we're gonna go play overwatch now
0: yeah for have like a, have a until good... we die
1: <laughs> until until no man's guy
0: yeah all well. right <laughs>